1: Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, where food, fitness, and mental health come to hang out. Nutrition, training, and life, it's all fair game on MTK, Meathead Test Kitchen. Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, a podcast where food and fitness come to hang out. I'm Sadie. I'm Sasha. Today, we are going to dig into one of our favorite movements, one that is like the cornerstone movement of all movements, um, the Holy Grail, if you will. Yeah. Yeah of movements. One that seems simple, but can be fucked up in many, 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 many ways. Mm. And is sometimes just completely overlooked. Yeah. Um, which is unfair justice for the deadlift. Hello, (laughs) we're here. The deadlift It's an integral movement that you should be incorporating into your repertoire. Like no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You can do so much with it and it translates into so many other parts of fitness and just daily life that it's fucking wild.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, I like that you said justice for deadlifts so much that I made it the title, <laughs> is that our title? of the episode. Um, so why? Why is the deadlift so important? Well, a deadlift is a compound exercise, and compound exercise is a movement that targets multiple muscle groups simultaneously. Yes,
1: they're the best. Oh
0: my gosh. It's honestly, it really is one of my favorite movements, um, and it's honestly something that we should do like an entire Episode on soon. Those compound movements. Yes, these compound exercises. So, when you pull a deadlift, you're working your lats, your traps, your erector spinae, your glutes, your hamstrings, your quads, and your hip flexors.
1: That's a lot of your body. Yes, it is. That's your back. That's your butt. That's your hams. It's your. It's all of your legs. Yeah. Because you're working your you're working your calves. You're working your feet because you're digging in to you know get into that deadlift and Mm -hmm. which is. We're going to have to do deadlift to electric boogaloo or something at some point because there's so much more to the deadlift that we're not going to cover today. But today is like, again, please don't sue us because we love you cliff notes, but cliff notes of the deadlift. Um, So when you're pulling a deadlift, you're also working your forearms Mm -hmm. because you're gripping the bar. So you're putting tension throughout your entire arm, which Mm -hmm. is leading back into your lats. Remember when we talk about how your body is a system, how it's kind of like a circuit. This is what we're talking about. It's not just one thing. It's your entire body when you do a compound movement. So it's going up through your arm. You're gripping the bar. You're going to be working your core muscles because Mm -hmm. our core muscles are great. They keep us from falling down.
0: Yes. (laughs) Falling forward, falling over, um, not pulling up.
1: Uh, Uh, Yeah. Staying on the bar. (laughs) like. You don't want to look like an upside down you when you're pulling your yeah. deadlift. That's Ooh. not good. Your core does not like that. Yeah,
0: you don't want that at all. Um, and since the deadlift is a compound movement, it utilizes your hips, your knees, your ankles, and several large muscle groups. So comparing that to isolation movements, so like compound exercises that involve larger muscle groups trigger a hormonal training response that results in greater strength grain. HGH. Grains.
1: Grains. Grains
0: Grains of muscle strength. Yes,
1: yes. (laughs) Grains, gains, we're all about it. Um, Yeah, HGH is your friend. Um, You can supplement HGH. Like, you've heard the HGH diet before. Mm -hmm. People eat, like, 500 calories and take eyedroppers of really expensive stuff. Yeah, Yeah, you lose weight, but you're literally eating so few. You're eating less calories than a newborn baby should be eating. Yeah. (laughs) which that's super fucked up when you think about it. And you can't work out because you don't have the energy and you're not eating anything like you eat just fruit if I remember correctly the last time so we used to work in radio and when you work in radio people will shill you all sorts of weird ass diet shit to sell um I've I've fucking worked with somebody that had a Metafast endorsement I've worked with someone that had a profile by Sanford endorsement I've worked with someone that's had HGH endorsements like Mm -hmm. the wild shit that they tell you to do like yeah you're gonna eat just fruit 500 calories a day of fruit.
0: Yeah. So, one common approach, just reading off the internet, healthline.com. Um, one common approach is a daily eight hour win- eating window. So, you're also <laughs> intermittent fasting with a 16 hour fast. That sounds fucking miserable. Personally, no, yeah. thank you. No. Another involves eating only 500 to 600 calories two days a week. What? Mm-hmm. This is this is dangerous. Yeah. Intermittent fasting can help optimize HGH levels. Quote, that's a thinking. Optimize. Right.
1: You starving yourself can right. optimize your HGH so hormones. That's
0: what they bring up. Next is first it can help you drop body fat which directly affects HGH. Production. Okay. That is
1: some fucking mental gymnastics Ooh. right there. Me amigo. Holy shit!
0: That took a lot to just get to the point that you're starving yourself. <laughs> yeah, and
1: you're just taking this again. You're you're spending a lot of money on an eyedropper of stuff that might work. They're like, oh, it's the HGH. No, it's not the HGH. It's that you're only eating 500 fucking calories a day. Mm-hmm. Anyway, getting back to the deadlift, it yeah. can also be. <laughs> we got on a tangent about HGH. Sorry. So there you go. You also learn more than you need to know about HGH supplements. <laughs> uh, the deadlift can also be used in a rehab setting. Um, it's been thought that moderate to high hamstring activity that comes from the exercise may help protect the ACL, which is your anterior cruciate ligament when you're uh, in rehab. So you've got three ligaments, the ACL, MCL, and the LCL. And they run like around the bottom of the, your femur through Mm -hmm. your kneecap and like around. So the way that, um, (laughs) you're getting an anatomy lesson. This is the cool thing about being a certified personal trainer. I didn't used to know how this shit works. And now Mm -hmm. I know how like the ligaments are set up in your knees and it's neat. Science is cool. Um, so, uh, you, the way you use your hamstring will help kind of make your knee more conducive to protecting because proper knee form will keep that. Okay. Mm -hmm. If your kneecap's not tracking to the left or right or anywhere it shouldn't be, um, but yeah, I like personally, I've been using it as a way to rehab my kneecap. Um, I've mm-hmm. started doing just really slow, no weight deadlifts just to get that range of motion back. Cause I haven't lifted weights in um, like three or four months. Yeah. Like, I just took a vacation because I can't do anything I want to do right now. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to focus on getting my knee feeling better. I'll work on rehab stuff and I'll go from there. But yeah. now I'm finally to the point where I can start fucking around with that idea again. And I've been working this in and it's been great because yeah, your ham, it's, it's amazing how like your hamstrings affect your knee. Mm-hmm. Cause you have all of that shit that wraps around to the back of your leg, around your hamstrings. So yeah. of course it's going to affect that, but we don't think that it would. Right. Cause it's the opposite place.
0: Exactly. Exactly. It's on the back, not the front. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Your body is a system.
0: It sure is. Um, deadlifts also translate directly into real life application because it mimics bending and lifting. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyone who has a toddler is pretty much a deadlift pro at this point because you yeah. have to hinge to pick up your child. Um, A deadlift is also the base of both Olympic lifts. So if you ever wanted to snatch or clean, you better perfect your deadlift first.
1: Yes. um, That was one of the hard, hard truths I had to face when I wanted to start Olympic lifting Mm -hmm. is I had to have the very real conversation with my trainer at the time where he's like, yo, dude, we're going to drill the shit out of the deadlift. Yeah. I hope you know that we're going to train the deadlift so fucking much that you're never going to want to train the deadlift ever again. And then you'll be ready. (laughs) Yeah. And he was
0: right. Well, and and like the important part, like when you think about a snatch or a clean is that hinge, right? Yeah, You need to be able to hinge and properly activate, I mean, your hamstrings, your quads, your core, and your lats because you have that same upper body stiffness that you need to perform a deadlift correctly to get you to that pulling motion when you're then pulling it up.
1: And the transfer of motion that happens too. Like, Talk about movements that look simple on like the baseline. It, they make it look easy because they're professionals. They're it they're, those movements are anything but easy to be yeah. able to like hang clean anything or hang snatch anything from a dead hold at your waist mm-hmm. to then hip hinge and then power it over your head is so fucking difficult.
0: The amount of upper body strength that's required in order to do so yes. is what I think is undervalued yes. about those, those uh, movements.
1: And just, like, the coordination to be able to do that transition without wrecking yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Especially, (laughs) especially like, a clean into the press. Like, Mm -hmm. how many times have I fucking smashed the bottom of my chin with a barbell doing those? Yeah. A
0: lot. It's like, well, and like, you have all the muscle memory and things like that, but there's also those mental cues that you need to and it's happening quickly. Yeah. They're not slow movements. No, no, They're no. This is like fractions sessions, snappy. of seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's just it takes a lot of practice to really get it down correctly.
1: Yeah. So the deadlift. If you want an Olympic lift, you have to be the fucking pro at the deadlift mm-hmm. and a pro at the squat. Which we'll cover that on a completely different episode. Yeah, we don't have the time to fucking tangent about the <laughs> squat today, so we're not even going to bother. Um, but when you talk about the deadlift, you're often going to hear about two kinds. There are more than two kinds, um, but today we're just going to cover the most basic two, which mm-hmm. is the conventional and the sumo. Um, if you look at any basic workout plan, you'll you will see conventional and or sumo deadlifts. Mm-hmm. Um, The key difference between the two styles is your foot placement and your grip width. Um, Other than that, like the mechanics are pretty similar. Certain body types are going to like one more than the other. Mm -hmm. It's going to be definitely one of those your mileage may vary things. Also, what are you training for if you're training for something in particular? Mm
0: -hmm. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Conventional is going to be your hip. Uh, your feet are about hip width apart, slightly turned out, not a whole lot. Um, and your grip is going to be just outside the width of your legs. So usually on a bar, you'll have the knurls. Um, you have the one that's in the very middle, then you have no nothing. And then you have the knurls. That's about where your hands are going to want to be the inner ones. Um, and if you want to learn Olympic lifting and CrossFit, you want to drill the conventional deadlift into your brain and into (laughs) your body mechanics and into your muscle memory, Yeah, because they're very, very important.
1: You want to do a thruster? Cool. It starts by doing a deadlift. (laughs) Yes. Yes, it does. Well, and I don't even like
0: when I, I, I've been on an Ollie cycle actually the last six weeks. And so like, I always undervalue the, the mechanics of a deadlift when it, when you're training for anything like that, or like going through the, like yeah. the different phases of anything yeah, like that. Yeah.
1: Because if like, as you, as you're doing an Olympic lift, you're very quickly checking boxes in mm-hmm. succession as you're going through the movement. Um, it, it, like you can not Olympic lift on a meh day. The fact that no, Maddie Rogers can't. went to a competition. So she, uh, she's she been very open with her mental health struggles lately. Um, she's on meds right now. So she's trying and, you know, we've all done that. The the fun fucking shit of, hey, we're going to give you this shit. We're going to see how it makes you feel. And if it makes you feel really shitty, <laughs> we're going to change yeah. the dosage. <laughs> Neat. Um, but so she's in that process right now. And she told, uh, she told us on Twitter not too long ago. She's like, yeah, my body was like in excite mode. But my brain was just like. Eh, super chill. I'm like, oh, that had to be so difficult. That had to be so difficult.
0: And I can't even think of how many times like if I've been, especially like on a one rep max day or something like that, if you're about to go and do deadlifts and your brain isn't in it. Don't do deadlifts. You really shouldn't. One, because I don't think, th- for me, my mechanics break down immediately. If I'm having a math brain day, like I better just like push it off and mm-hmm. do it a different day. Um, one, because like I said, the mechanics aren't necessarily there for me. And the second that your form breaks down, you should stop doing whatever yep. you're doing anyway and back off weight. Um, but the other component of that is like, there's so much focus that goes into training that I think that we don't even realize we're doing Mm -hmm. just because you're, you're focused on the movement. Right. Right. Um, but I can very often get in my head on days like that if it's a a brain day. (laughs) Oh, it's so
1: easy. It's so easy to let that little fucker in the back just like,
0: and it, it sucks because like you, mentally, like, you're trying to convince yourself that you have it, but you probably don't, and you could really end up injuring yourself.
1: Yeah, um, deadlifts are one way. Like, oh, my God, there's so many ways you can hurt yourself. Oh, my a Lord. You're so blurry, Okay,
0: you may be lower back sore, but you should not be in pain.
1: Yeah, you should never have back pain after a deadlift. That was nope. going to be an entire segment of this episode, but then I realized we didn't have time to go that much into <laughs> depth about it. But, yeah, um, you shouldn't – You like – there's going to be normal post-workout soreness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you taxed tax muscles in your lower back. It might be a little, you know, it might be a little pissy for a day or two, but yeah. if it's like stabby and it's debilitating, go to a doctor. That's yeah. not normal. No, it's not. That's not normal. Um, you should probably be wearing a belt Belts don't actually help you have better form, but they help remind your brain to brace your midsection, yes. which will then in turn have better form. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those fun things where it doesn't actually do anything, but it helps your brain like do the thing it needs to do. Yes. Weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so the other the other side of the deadlift camp that you're going to hear about a lot is the sumo deadlift. Um mm-hmm. This one is more, and you're going to see the sumo deadlift a lot in powerlifting. Um, They train, it depends on the lifter, though, too. I've seen, you know, professional powerlifters pull conventional. I've seen professional powerlifters pull sumo. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I don't know if it really matters. I don't know enough about the rules of powerlifting to know if it's one or the other if somebody does email us. I would love to know. Yeah, But um, I'm sure we have powerlifters that listen. They're that like yelling at us right now. Like, you fucking moron. It's this. <laughs> but um, your feet are wider than your conventional stance um, and they point outward at about 45 degrees. Your hands are going to be the inside of the width of your legs, but not mm-hmm. by a lot, um, like a pinky width. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the way that it was always described to me was Flintstone feet. Go stand like Fred Flintstone. Yeah. Kick your legs out and stand like Fred Flintstone because their feet are always out like fucking... Mm-hmm super far, which it's not good for you in a normal setting. Right. (laughs) Sims or the the Simstones, Jesus Christ, the (laughs) Flintstones were not ergonomically correct. Yeah. (laughs) What a shocker. Well,
0: and the other thing that I always have to remind myself too, I don't do sumos very often, but when I do, um, the mental cue for me is it's more. You are still hinging, but it's more squatty than a conventional deadlift. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're going to want to have your hands placed where it's comfortable for you, where they're not going to hit your knees when the bar is tracking where it needs to go. Um, and I actually, Chris Headley, who listens to our podcast. Hello, Chris. Hi, Chris. Um, I posted something on my Instagram the other day. He goes, what, I mean, what makes these sumo? Is it just continuous deadlifts? I'm like, no, it's, <laughs> <laughs> no. I was doing, I was doing reps. Little do you know, I'm wearing a diaper (laughs) under here. I was doing reps. um, And so that was just how my, how my workout was set up that day. But I was like, it's the foot placement. um, You're wider, your feet are turned out more. And then it's more squatty than a conventional deadlift.
1: And it, it works different muscles. Yes, it um, does. There is definitely room for both. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you never should have to pick one or the other. Like You yeah. can always exist in happy gray area with a little bit of everything, especially in the world of fitness. Yeah. Like We talked about this not too long ago. People love to speak in absolutes in the world of fitness mm. because it's dramatic. It makes it seem like it's more than what it is and yeah, marketing and fucking right. bullshit. Um, but this is one of those things where you can have both. You can totally have your cake mm-hmm. and eat it too with the deadlift. You can train sumo one day and then come back later in the week and have a conventional day if yeah. you want. If you don't want to do sumo at all, cool. If you only want to do sumo, do it. My short yeah. friends fucking love pulling sumo. Right.
0: Well, it's range of motion is easier when yeah. your legs are shorter. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like not, For it's me, not it's a harder. Knock. For yeah. me, it's more difficult because I feel like I'm more like – I. I feel like I'm really stranded in the middle of a bridge because yeah. I'm 5'10". So it's yeah. like, I feel like...
0: It takes you a little bit. Uh, like, so a lot of... I see people knock sumo all the time on... Any app that you do, like oh, it doesn't count. conventionals harder. Okay, yeah, but you don't know what the point of them lifting yeah. that. Like you don't know. So not shit. everyone
1: has the same goals. context. Not everyone has the same the, goals. Dot com. They Shut piss on it because
0: the range of motion isn't as grand as what a conventional is. Okay, that's fine, but like it still takes it a lot of fucking lot work of to pull three hundred
1: and fifty pounds <laughs> off the floor.
0: Like Ugh. that's my little tirade, but like <sighs> don't shit on one or the other, whatever's most comfortable for you. Yeah. So that same conversation with Chris, he was like, I'm he's very tall. He's like six four or something, six five, I think. He's very, very tall. So he's got very long legs. Mm-hmm. For him, it's easier to do a more squatty version of a deadlift with a hex bar yeah. because of range of motion and he has some history of back issues. yeah. So like it's whatever is going to work best for you, whatever's comfortable. That's that your mileage may vary That's a again. good
1: point to bring up is the hex bar as well. The hex bar totally counts. If you can't yep. train on a conventional barbell because you've had a previous history of back pain and you're cleared to use a hex bar, use the, use hex, the bar. hex bar. The hex bar is a fucking completely like evil challenge in <laughs> and of itself, like <laughs> learning how to use that thing because yep. you do use different muscles. Um, it's more like... It's like a farmer carry deadlift kind of. Yep. Um it is more squatty. It does activate like hex bar deadlifts are slept on. Yeah. They're, they can they can be really good because the lat they use activation a lot of is, muscles.
0: It's different too. It feels different. Yeah. So like you're more upright versus you're still hinging but you're not hinging as much and that's the point of using it. Mm-hmm. But like the lat activation feels different. So like if you haven't used the hex bar grab somebody to show you the proper way to do it. It took me a minute and I had to have my trainer like, here's the mental cue I want you to think of because you're not activating your lats at all, lady. Mm -hmm. This was like three years ago. And like now, I mean, I don't have access to one because I don't go to a, a box gym anymore, but I love them. It's just you need to get a little bit used to how it feels differently when you're yeah, picking that up.
1: they are a little funky. Um, and the mechanics of actually pulling it to are, mm. <clears throat> excuse me, are a little different. Um, yeah, if you've never used a hex bar before, definitely use it around someone that knows what they're doing. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, and start with an empty bar. Yes, like that hex bar is like sixty-eight pounds. Yeah, seventy-five so, or more. Yeah. yeah, depending on which which one, like it can vary depending yeah. on brand to brand. I've seen some that are like eighty. I've seen some that are like it's just 60, like a barbell. Like, yeah. yeah, you can have all sorts of different sizes and shapes. Um, but definitely, just use it naked first, and mm-hmm. you might not even—if depending on how new you are—you might not be able to lift it off the ground yet. Yeah. And if that's the case, just do dumbbell deadlifts, yeah. like suitcase dumbbell deadlifts, and just emulate that trap motion, because then you can still work on activating your lats the same way. That's the beauty of dumbbells. We fucking yeah. love dumbbells. We did a whole episode about them, like funky six dumbbell months ago. I don't it's even know. Yeah, it's called funky dumbbell eleven, um, and dead dumbbell deadlifts are great because they don't take a lot of space either. Yeah. Like think about that. You can just do it. You could do it a fucking cubicle. Yeah. Not that you would do that at work. (laughs) You don't want to be that person, but But you could. could. They're so like minimal.
0: Yeah. So obviously you should know how to do both uh, conventional and sumo, but if you're going to pick one to do for like first, Mm -hmm. start with sumo. Why? Um, Sumo style is believed to decrease stress placed on the lower lumbar by as much as 10% when compared to the conventional deadlift. It also seems to be favored by those who have longer than average torsos like we were just talking about.
1: Yeah, except for me because my form's all funky. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe it's just a me thing. I mean, I can do it. It just feels like I'm, hey, I don't. Personally, it makes me feel like I'm just hanging out of nowhere because I don't I don't know. It's just weird for me.
0: It does feel different when you're going to the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's
1: it, the part that then freaks the, me out, the, I think.
0: The mind muscle connection because you if you don't have everything tight, you can't like the first thing to go is gonna be your back yeah. on either one. Um, it's just like legit fucking practicing. It I haven't done them all. Ton, but like that's the first thing that I have to remind myself of.
1: Well, so this is where my struggle is, and I'm going to get to it here in a second. So the sumo deadlift requires less hip flexion, which means less hip movement range Mm -hmm. of motion, Um, and it requires your trunk to be more upright, which may benefit again those who are longer in the torso. Mm -hmm. So this is where sumo style fucks with me. It requires a much larger knee and ankle movement compared to the conventional, and this is where I suffer because I have shitty knees and ankles from playing basketball and softball for ever um so for me the sumo I do it but I usually don't go any more than like a buck 35 on my sumo Mm -hmm. because I don't I don't need to yeah I don't train it that often, but when I do it and I want to pull something heavy, I'll pull sumo and be like, yeah, cool. Fuck it. I pulled that for sumo today. (laughs) Put that in my pocket and go do my day. But um, the other thing about these movements, it means that your quads are going to be more activated. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you are having problems with focusing your quads in a workout or growing your quads in general, because sometimes that is a struggle Mm -hmm. point for a lot of people, uh, put sumo deads into your routine.
0: Yeah. like That's a
1: great movement to have
0: bless yeah um so executing a deadlift whether or not you're pulling conventional or sumo whichever your preference is executing a deadlift is going to be pretty much the same outside of the differences that we just talked about
1: yeah so your start position your feet are going to be flat on the floor um don't do a deadlift in running shoes please for the love of god don't deadlift or squat in running shoes we'd rather see you barefoot at the gym than deadlift and squat and running shoes yep uh they're not meant to be used for that capacity they're 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 not flat
0: yeah, and they're forcing your feet to be um, not like on a platform, but they're forcing your feet forward because yes. of they have they're cushioned for running. Um, it's and you want a flat foot because you want three points of contact: your little toe, your big toe, and, and the ball heel. of your foot. Yeah, or yeah, heel of your foot. I mean, excuse same thing. me, but you're making a triangle with the floor with your feet and you can't do that when you're at an angle.
1: No. And the other thing with running shoes is they have a shit ton of, like we said, they they have foam in them to cushion your impact from running. That's going to fuck with your movements because yep. you're not going to get authentic feel of the floor. Nope. Like it's just, I'm, I'm wearing fucking slides right now and mm. I can feel the floor through them because they're flat enough. I wouldn't deadlift yep. in these, but they're hard and flat enough that you can. Um, don't ever, please, don't ever deadlift or squat in running shoes ever nope. again. If you do it up to now, that's fine. You're forgiven. It's Everybody almost, learns at some point, but please stop doing it. Don't, you don't have to get new
0: shoes. Just do it barefoot. Right. It's, it's almost impossible to have correct form when you're wearing running shoes if you're doing a deadlift or a squat.
1: And dear God, please don't Olympic lift in those things because nope. those are oh so unstable. Gosh. You shouldn't be training legs and running shoes in general. Like no. try doing a walking lunge. See how unstable hmm. you're going to feel. Yeah. And then put on like a pair of Chuck Taylors. See how flat those are? Like I used to think that people that trained in Chuck Taylors were fucking stupid. Yeah. No, (laughs) I just didn't understand what they were doing. Yeah. Yeah. They're not stupid. Like you don't want to Olympic lift in them all the time. You don't want to go run in Chuck Taylors. Like they're shitty for basketball. Like technology has changed a lot in that regard. But for deadlifting and squatting, they're great. Yeah. For lunges, they're awesome. Yeah. Because you can feel the floor.
0: The the contact. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And once you figure that out, like you will never want to even look at a running shoe on the days that you're going to go lift legs. Oh
0: my gosh. Yeah, it's it's a game changer. And if you're not comfortable like going out and investing money in that type of shoe, just do it barefoot and notice the yeah. difference. It's a huge difference.
1: Yeah, there's I no shade. And being, you, as long as you have socks on, people don't care. No,
0: no, no, they don't. I, di- I didn't want to bring two pairs of shoes with me, so I would just kick my shoes off. And at the time, I didn't actually have, you know a pair of flat shoes or lifting shoes. So I just kicked my shoes off. No that's one gave a shit.
1: A, that's why there's a bottle of sanitizer exactly. and a bazillion paper towels. Like just wipe it down and you're yeah. done. You're only an asshole if you do it and don't clean up after yourself. Yeah. Then yeah. it's gross. <laughs> then it's gross. But, um, yeah. So once you've gotten through like the start position, you've got your feet locked into the floor, you are feeling good. Your back is, you know, You've warmed up. Please warm up on deadlift day. Also, you should probably poop before deadlift day. There's our poop mention for the day. You're welcome. Um, nothing is worse than wondering if it's going to be a fart or a shit while you're trying to pull a deadlift off the floor because you're gassy while you're at the right. gym. Whoops. Like, honest life truths about fucking working out that no one ever told us that I wish I would have known. To poop before deadlift day. Um, but when you pull, you're going to start when you extend your knees. You extend your hips into your shoulders. They're going to move back at the same rate. You're going to keep your back straight. Your shoulders are above or just in front of the bar. And at the end of your pull, you should feel the hip hinge. Now, you're going to feel the hip hinge when you lock it out to straight. When you're Mm -hmm. at 180 degrees, Your, your body is a straight line. You don't need to over extend. No, you don't want to be at 182 degrees. You don't mm-hmm. want to be at 185 Stand degrees. That's not good up. for your back. Nope. It's not good for your back. You're not getting bonus points. You don't look cool. You're going to hurt yourself mm-hmm. in the long run. Please don't do it. Um, but at the end of your pull, you're going to feel that hip hinge. And this is the important part. When we talk about Olympic weightlifting and deadlifting, this is where the correlation happens. The hip hinge is essential. It takes a long time to figure out how, how it feels correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, it took me like two years of deadlifting to finally be like, oh and then I could just do it every right. time. Yeah. yeah. Every time. But there were so many days where Josue Lo siento cabron, like for real. He he sat on the fucking milk crate in the gym and was like, You didn't hip hinge. Dude, we talked about this for twenty minutes yesterday, you didn't hip hinge. <laughs> and I'm like, Fuck. Like it happens. Yeah. It's really hard to learn. Yeah. But um, once you get that, it's amazing. Um, So when you feel your hips thrust forward to lock out, you also lock your lats. Mm -hmm. You are locking your entire body in position. You're not locking your knees, though. You want those to be just below locked out because Mm -hmm. if you lock your knees, you can lose blood circulation and you'll faint. That's not fun. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So you feel your hips lock out. You lock your lats. Your hips and knees should be fully extended. You should should have literally everything from your jaw down should be tense Mm -hmm. and in place holding that weight in everything. Yep. Basically.
0: Yeah. Pretty much. Um so your legs should be flexed but not like in a full squat. Um, it's kind of hard to talk through this without showing you, we are going to do, um, a deadlift video to, to like a tutorial, what it should look like, um, mm-hmm. and the different scaling options. Um, but you also don't want to pull straight legged because at that point you're doing a stiff leg deadlift and that is not the same yes. as a conventional deadlift.
1: That is an RDL, a Romanian deadlift. Yes. Those are different. They are just as useful. And even RDLs are different but- than stiff leg deadlifts. And then you've got like (laughs) deficit deadlifts or, you know, like there's all sorts of shit. (laughs) When you
0: hinge to set that bar back down, to touch the ground, to then pull back up, you should have a slight bend at the knee, but you should not be sitting down into a squat. You should be hinging at the hip, bending your knee so it's comfortable to get the bar over it, touching the ground, and then you stand it right back up. Yep. All the way being tight the entire entire way. Um, the barbell should be as close to your shins as possible. You, do, you don't you do have to scrape
1: no, your no. shins,
0: but it should be as close to your shins as possible. You're basically using your legs as a guide for the bar. And they, it's a and path.
1: Ideally, the barbell should be in a straight line. Yes. If you're really, 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 really good at the deadlift, that barbell should not deviate off that straight line. Yep. Um, that's the fun thing about Olympic weightlifting too. Like The whole thing from the fucking... <laughs> dude. From the deadlift into their clean, the barbell goes like the whole time. Yeah. They're literally moving around it and Mm -hmm. it doesn't move because that's the most efficient way to do it. Why would you move it off the track when you've already got the momentum going straight up? Exactly. Um, Remember that your torso should be straight during this whole movement. You're, you don't want to have too much straightening of your torso because again, like with the hip hinge, you can overcompensate and that's not good either. But I mean, stand in front of the mirror. You know what it looks like. You'll have that little bit of a dip in your lower back because that's just how our backs are built. Mm -hmm. Um, But keep it, just keep it locked, you know, keep your lats tight. Make sure that you've got your abs braced and you'll be fine. Yeah. Like that's, that's the main part. Lats and abs in the upper body. Lats, abs, and just make sure you've got a good grip on that bar. That's it. Yep. Like if, if you are rounding your back, no, stop disengage, take whatever weight, take 10 pounds off each side of the bar yep. and start again at no portion of your, so, okay. I again, call there, it, there so are, like, you know, yeah. cat
0: cow in, yeah, yeah, in yeah. yoga, your, your back should not look like you are in cat pose.
1: And there is Which an exception. It's there is an exception to the rule. We've I've seen it online. Squat University has talked about it before. Elite competitive powerlifters sometimes, when you're pulling a super 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 fucking heavy load, you have a smidgen mm-hmm. at the beginning of your pull. Yep. We are not talking about that. We're not talking about professional powerlifters. Okay. We're, we're talking, talking about, about people learning me. how to deadlift. Normal ass <laughs> yes. people. Uh, so we're not like, please don't fucking come yell at us about that because we're not talking about those people. But there's um, a,
0: one other exception. The only other exception typically ever is when you're doing one rep max testing and that's only
1: yeah 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 the same power lifter thing like yeah Yeah,
0: that's only because I hate I hate elaborating on this but that's only because typically when you're going for one rep maxes, your form isn't going to be a hundred percent because you're going for a max yes
1: you can have a tiny amount of form breakdown there isn't it it sounds weird to say but I mean, we see it every day with competitive lifters. There is an acceptable amount of form breakdown before you lose efficiency or hurt yourself. Yes. But you have to know what that is and know what it feels like before, because it's a very fine line. It between is. Between form breakdown and hurting If this is just yourself. a normal
0: deadlift in your in your training yeah. that's been programmed, you should not have form breakdown. Nope. You should be lifting almost to failure, but not form breakdown. Yeah.
1: Like you'll see competitive lifters share their lifts from meets, and they'll, 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 just nitpick the shit out of it. They're like, well, I did this, 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 and this, and this, this wrong. And it's like, they they know that they're always going to have something that's not going to be perfect, but that doesn't mean that they're not going to chase the perfection in right. hopes that they can be a better lifter. That
0: the next time they pull that weight, it is with perfect form yeah. and they're adding more, yeah. you know, that's, that's the whole point of yep. adding more weight is you have perfected the form and completed those reps with perfect form. Mm-hmm. One rep max is different. Only because you're only doing that once in a while.
1: Yep. And this is why we say that one rep maxing is not for newcomers, really. Yeah. Like, because there there is an acceptable amount of form breakdown and you need to have a very good knowledge of how your body feels and how these movements feel before you can even fuck around with that idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so competitive lifters and one rep maxing. That is the only exception. Otherwise there should be no rounding of your back whatsoever. And if there's going to be rounding, it's just on the pull. There's usually not rounding on the return back to the floor. So if, if you're starting and you, you know, you're on your first day with the real barbell and you've got, you know, 25 pounds on each side and you have that little bit of rounding in the upper back. Okay. Take, take Take the, take the weight down. Yeah. Just do the barbell at first. Yep. Um, Nothing wrong with slamming good form in before you get to the heavy shit. Like, yep. you've got plenty of time to chase the heavy shit. Yeah. Get the basics down first.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Um, Don't ego lift, TLDR. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Please don't.
0: I already <laughs> talked about this a couple episodes Just don't back. Ego Just lift. don't do it. Just don't ego lift. Like we said, keep the barbells close to your shins, knees, and thighs as possible. That's that line that we're talking about. Your feet should always be flat on the floor, pushing through your heels. Yes. I have seen this happen before and I've done it myself. This is why I bring it up. If you are losing contact with your pinky toe and your big toe on the floor and you're only pushing through your heel, it's hard to explain without actually like physically, you know what it feels like. Your, yeah, your, toes, are, your toes are lifting up because you're, you've just lost the contact with the floor. Your tripod's gone. Mm-hmm. Take the weight off the bar. Go down, focus on that form, focus on the tripod with your feet, and then add weight next time.
1: Because what's happening is your foot is defaulting to the biggest part of it to help support the weight that it can't handle right now. Yep,
0: and so. that can really hurt your lower back. And because Yep, it, trans- it translates all the way up through your legs into that lower back, and that's where it's going to catch is in that lower back, and you can end up hurting yourself. Um, also, and I've seen this a lot, and I actually, my old workout partner, I haven't worked out with her in a while, Kim, would jerk at the top. Oh yeah. That's so very common. The, like you're, it's almost like you're shrugging it up. I used to do that too. Because you're trying to get, you're trying to lock out, right? You're trying yep. to get that tension at the top, but you're overcompensating.
1: Yeah. By you're locking, it you're up. locking your shoulders into the shrug instead of locking your lats and holding it back. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I used to do that a lot.
0: Um, and, like, looking back at, like, some of my first deadlifts when I started adding heavier and heavier weight, I did it a lot. Oh, yeah. I did it a lot. Oh, yeah. Um. So, yeah, just be cognizant. Like, you should just be standing up. Everything's tight, not shrugging at the top to get the bar.
1: Yeah, as far as your arms position. go, your arms, yeah, they're holding some of that weight, but your legs and your back are doing most of the moving. Yeah. Um, y- your arms might be tired. Your shoulders might be taxed. Like, yeah, you, you lifted heavy weight, right. but, um, yeah, like don't, don't do the shoulder thing. Oh yeah. God. It takes so long to unlearn too. It does it's because such a pain in the ass to get you're, rid of. You're,
0: you don't realize you're doing it half no, the time because you, you think you're just standing straight up and you're locking everything back. But in reality, you're shrugging your shoulders back.
1: This is why it's important to video yourself if you don't lift in front of a mirror. And even if you do lift in front of a mirror, still video yourself because sometimes you're not paying attention to those things. Yep. Um, If your knees are moving side to side during the lift, your lift is too heavy, drop your weight. Your knees shouldn't go anywhere. Nope. They should stay where they are. Yep. If you have earthquake legs, the shit's too heavy.
0: (laughs) Unless again, you're doing one rep rep maxes. (laughs) You know what? I was actually looking back through. So this time last year... I got my max, I was, uh, I was like 10 pounds off of like the number I wanted for last year. I did end up getting it, but the uh-huh. very first, my very first attempt, my knees were quivering and they like <laughs> went in and I'm like, what the fuck? I li- immediately just dropped it. Cause I'm like, this is not happening right. because if my legs are doing that, then my back isn't locked in place. And I just need to stop, walk away, loosen my belt, walk around to come back and mentally try this again. (laughs)
1: Have a swear. Yes.
0: This is why you take video because it may not feel like that when you're trying to pull it. I went and looked right away and I was like, oh boy, but I, I mean, I felt the one knee do it. And I was like, nope, we're dropping this. It's <laughs> funny
1: how our brains interpret what is actually happening versus what we can yeah. see Yep, is actually happening. Yeah. Your brain's like, ah, dude, you're good. You got yeah, this. Fine, but then got in that? the video, you look like... like- fucking baby calf like just shaking yeah. you're just standing there like what the hell is wrong with me you are not good brain what the hell that's not good you
0: can't you're not an out-of-body experience oh you can't God, see this stuff. right
1: like you don't even know yeah um but because it utilizes a bunch of muscle groups you may need more rest between sets of deadlifts than you're used to for other movements that's totally normal mm-hmm. you're not a wussy you don't suck you're not awful Right. That's just how it is. Exactly. It's a big lift. Same with squats. Mm-hmm. Any compound movement, honestly, give yourself an extra minute or two on top of what you normally would if you don't train them regularly.
0: Yeah, 100%. Well, it, it'll kick your ass. It, yeah. You want to not be able to sit down on the toilet. <sighs> yeah give yourself that extra worst. little bit of recovery time in between, um, sets. So a couple of things to remember, uh, deadlifts can be done with basically any kind of equipment or object. So you got dumbbells, you have bands, you have kettlebells, you have med balls, you can have jugs of water. Hell, if you got two big ass bags of dog food, throw some handles on there or something, uh, buckets of sand. It doesn't matter. It's, really
1: honestly anything. Yeah. You can deadlift if you could deadlift your baby. Yeah. I'm not saying deadlift your baby.
0: <laughs> but you could. But you could. Your toddler. Yeah. Your teenager. <laughs> I mean, if you want a challenge,
1: dude, toddler strength. Wow. Yeah. You ever tried to wrestle clothes on a toddler? Damn. Yeah. yeah. That's not fun. <laughs> no. Talk about things that made me decide I didn't want children. Putting shoes on a baby. No. Yeah. They kick your their feet in your fucking face and then they laugh at you while you're trying to put this sock on. It's like, you little bastard, you're making me late for work. <laughs> I love you, but. but damn, what are you doing? Sort your life, baby. Come on. Figure it out. You've been out for six months now. Get it together. Let's get
0: this together. Yeah,
1: shit. If only I had that... A- fucking just, you know, sit there, kick people in the face while they try to put shoes on me and laugh about it. We didn't take advantage of being a dick when we were babies. Like you can get away with anything when you're a baby and people think it's cute because you're a baby. Right. Anyway, the deadlift, it's not for anyone. Um, if you're dealing like if you're dealing with lower lumbar injuries Mm. or joint injuries, it's very, very, very important to talk to your doctor or chiropractor before you try to tackle the deadlift. Like me personally, I'm going to call my doctor this week and be like, Hey, I feel great. Can I start working some slow deadlifts? Yeah, um, yeah. Especially if you have lower back pain, mm-hmm. please. Yeah, like we cannot stress enough. Talk to your doctor
0: first. If you can't do, you know, conventional, like we already mentioned in this episode, there are options that you can do to still achieve the same. Oh, scaling well, options yes. are unlimited. Yeah, they really are. Um, so, gloves, belts, chalk, straps can all help you with your deadlift. Um, what works best for you is going to take some trial and error. So, I, you know, I do the over under grip um, when things start to get heavy. Yep. Um, but you'll be surprised at how it, as long. Like as you keep progressing and progressing, the less you have to necessarily rely on the over under.
1: Yeah. It, it's um, cool too. Cause the over under, so the reason they do the mixed, it's called mixed grip. Yeah. Technically. Um, the reason they do it is so it, it's the best way to lock the barbell into your hands. Cause you have opposite pressures from your hands mm-hmm. being alternated. Um, Which is good for beginners because, yeah, it helps you work on your grip strength very, very much, which was something I needed. Um, But when you're going to start, you know, if you, not that you have to, but if you want to start looking at Olympic weightlifting, then you're going to switch to the both overhand method. And that's where hook grip is going to come into play.
0: Hook grip and straps are your friends. Snatch
1: lift deadlifts or snatch grip deadlifts. Uh, Once you can get to a snatch grip deadlift, a conventional deadlift will be fucking easy forever for the rest of your life.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yep. No joke. Seriously. Uh, snatch grip is, is difficult and I don't care who you are.
1: Because you're, so, well, you're starting from a far lower start position because your arms are farther out. Yep. So you're taking that deadlift. F- it's, they're difficult. Yeah, they're they very are. difficult. And if you don't have great upper body strength, you should not be trying them because yep. you have to lack the shit out of your lats yep. to get that fucker off the ground.
0: Um, now that you know way more about the deadlift than you probably <laughs> ever thought you needed to know, um, you're going to be pulling like a pro in no time. It's literally, you know, hand jokes abound. tee <laughs>
1: I was. Well, I always put little stupid, like inappropriate notes in the notes to see if Sasha's actually we'll gonna, it. you know, bring up my hand <laughs>
0: joke. We pull in like a bro in no time. But Go really, it's like any other movement that we talk about, it's mm-hmm. like any other exercise. It's practice makes perfect, and you you know, you'll, you're going to be pulling a lot of weight. Yeah. Faster than you think you will. Trust me.
1: Yeah. The deadlift is one of, I mean, it's so many muscle groups and your legs yep. are such a large muscle group mm-hmm. that you can work them harder than most of the other ones in yep. your body. So you can get those strength gains faster.
0: Yeah, for That's sure. Right. Um, if you have any questions, make sure you hit us up. Hello at meatheadtestkitchen.com. Any of our socials we're at meatheadtestkitchen, except on Twitter at MTK staff. And, um, Yeah. If you guys have anything you else you want us to talk about, we are coming up on a new year. Yeah. So uh, let us know if you need a refresher or if you have any questions, anything like that. Um, hit yeah, our what's DMs our new or... year's
1: episode going to be? Shit.
0: Maybe we should pop some champagne and just be tipsy on that episode. <laughs> <laughs> Happy fucking new year. We made it through another one.
1: Is Vodka Sadie going to join the podcast? Holy shit. I don't know if the world's ready for that give it be yet. a bonus,
0: like 10 minutes. Oh.
1: <laughs> you think I swear a lot when I'm sober. Yeah. Well, Holy shit. Same. Yeah. Swearing. I yell. I, I only speak in yelling when I'm drunk. This is why I don't drink anymore. I'm fucking annoying as shit when I drink. <laughs> I think I'm hilarious. Everyone else is like, who the fuck is this and who brought her here? <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> but we'll figure out something yeah. that's not we'll resolutions because TLDR, we don't like resolutions. Yeah. See last year's New Year's episode. Mm-hmm. Um, merch pays the mortgage. You can grab your new MTK threads at the merch link, com. If you know somebody that loves the podcast, nothing better than buying them an MTK t-shirt for Christmas. Hey. No Check Black Friday out. sale because we're yeah. not like that. But sorry. hey, Sorry. Yeah.
0: It's all pretty inexpensive. Anyway, it's like, it's all right. I'm
1: not Danzig charging you fucking $50 for a t-shirt. No, it's just a t-shirt, man. Yeah. (laughs) Grab your shit at the merch link at meatheadtestkitchen.com or shop.herdatmedia.com. Hoodies, beanies, t-shirts. Oh my, we've got them all. We've got posters. We've got Snapback trucker caps because yeah. we're emo kids till we die. <laughs> um, Can't take it from us. Sorry. No, it's not Von Dutch. We don't roll that way. But emo <laughs> till we die. Um, yeah, grab whatever we've got. Stickers. Um, yeah, we've got cool we have, stickers. We have got a couple different stickers.
0: Yeah, we do. They're sweet. So yeah. go check it out.
1: Well, the one is on my car and it's it, still living. So
0: means they're good quality. Yeah, we do live in Nebraska where the weather is crazy here.
1: Yes. Um,
0: so until next week.
1: Yes. Be good to each other. Enjoy your week. Yeah, Go crush it and fuck all the assholes that say otherwise. Meet at Test Kitchen. <laughs> Out. Out. Join Sadie and Sasha every Monday helping to make your fitness and nutrition journey suck less. MTK. A Huda Media Production.